have the pleasure of talking to Andrew Squires, the chairperson of Noosa Alive in Queensland. I'm chatting with Andrew today in our 2021 event expert series, where we chat about the top learnings from COVID-19 and what he sees as the silver linings for events such as Noosa Alive. We also talked to Andrew about the biggest change that he expects to see in the events industry moving forward and also what his top tip is for a recommended resource for event organisers such as yourself. Let's chat with Andrew. Hi, everyone. Andrew Squires is my name. I'm president of the Nusra Live Arts and Cultural Festival. Uh, we're a festival going into our 20th year in 2021, uh, bringing arts and culture to the Noosa region. So we bring quality events, both nationally and internationally, to the Noosa region, which attracts international and national um, attendance, and it gives the local community the opportunity to, to see arts and culture and uh, performances that they may not have the opportunity to see. Um, so during 2019, we had a wonderful festival. We were gearing up in 2020 for another one. Um, and in February, we were geared up just about to go to print with 20,000 programs and, uh, and uh, engage with a lot of other performers and so forth. And uh, we had to shut down for COVID restrictions. So we closed the whole festival down Luckily, it didn't impact us too dramatically financially, um, but we've uh, closed the whole festival for 2020. And what it, that did was give us the opportunity to do a bit of a regroup and a reevaluation of where we're sitting, what we're looking at for the future, because as we move through COVID, we understood that things potentially aren't going to be anywhere near the same as they had been that we were used to. So we took that opportunity to reevaluate our um, administration, our processes, our strategy, get some external people in to give us some advice on how we can move forward to make the make the festival more sustainable and, and just to run that a little bit more efficiently as we move forward. Wonderful. So you've already mentioned there that you have um, taken the opportunity to actually use the time that you've been given to review and, you know, look at strategy and plan for the future, which is, I think, is a silver lining for events because we don't often have that time to actually stop and do that strategic or creative thinking that is required. What would you say, Andrew, would be other learnings or positive things that have come out of this process for um, Noosa Alive over the last, I'm just going to say 12 months for, or for 2020? Sure. Yeah, so for 2020, it gave us the opportunity to really delve deep into our running costs, our processes and how we could streamline that, make it more efficiently. So we cut quite a lot of costs that had just been sitting there over the years that everybody just took for granted that we paid and needed to. And we found out actually we didn't need to pay them. And there was a lot of other better ways that we could utilise those funds and also through our volunteer base and our, and our admin as well. Um, and I think it, so that, that was a good learning for us. And it was and another one was also communication. I think that was uh, such a very big flag that came up. It's really to keep keep abreast of what's happening within the industry and what we're doing with the festival and then sharing that information as best we can with the community associations and, and key bodies where we possibly can. We're a volunteer organisation, of course, but uh, and so sometimes a few of us are time poor, but uh, having that ability to send out newsletters and so forth, just um, so it just helps just that little bit extra and it also keeps the community abreast of what is going on. Wonderful. All right. 
might be hard to, to pick one thing here, but <laughs> or maybe it won't be. Um, I'll try. <laughs> what do you foresee as the biggest challenge for the events industry moving forward? Um, so obviously we've been through a lot um, during 2020 and there's been a lot of discussion about, you know, events needing to reimagine, to reinvigorate, to adapt, you know, to look at their strategy moving forward and their model. Uh, what would you see as one of the biggest challenges events need to be prepared for moving forward? Um, so a couple of things probably. I think one of the biggest things that we as event coordinators, managers, runners, whatever you like to call um, I think it's being aware of your financial management and forecasting and planning that. I think that's going to be a, a massive consideration moving into the future because sometimes there's unforeseen events that may happen, especially in the, in the COVID uh, restrictions that may or may not apply, and sometimes we don't get any real uh, notification of that, but it's here and you can't do any events, you can't have more than 20 people, 500 people, whatever that may be. So I think having that financial strategy in the background and that's where you're going to get hurt is by the finances and committing to performers and venues, et cetera, et cetera, and then not being able to put it forward. So I think having a real good handle on that and looking at potential outcomes of what could happen. Um, and also I think the other good thing, well, the other flag thing is local talent and uh, and, and Australian um, performers that are available and around that are really screaming out for work. And we, as Nusra Live, did quite a lot of ours was in international events and so we are obviously unable to do that at the moment and what it's given us the opportunity now to explore local and national performers and arts uh, um, installations and so forth and we're finding some fantastic people and some fantastic opportunities to engage with up-and-coming performers and identify more with schools and communities and so forth to sort of collaborate with those types of um, organisations and associations so it's it's, it's opened our demographic up a little bit and it's also given us the opportunity to engage with people more now than perhaps we may not have done as a standard festival that we had in the past. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's exciting. I think the I think it's a it's it's really allowed people to think creatively again about their events, to, you know, innovate and consider how they can do things different. And I think we needed that for the industry, that mm. freshness, that, you know, that just change um, and I think that's a real positive um, but I guess it comes down to those that have the energy and the capacity to actually do that you know I see that as a chance especially when you volunteer I mean when you've got a volunteer team and you know you are already you know pretty much at your limit to deliver an event um, it can be hard to find the energy and the time to actually consider those more strategic or creative elements. Mm. Um, the finances is absolutely spot on. I think it will be very interesting to see what happens, particularly with those events that are dependent on, you know, external funds um, and how much of that will be available in the future. So my final question is, um, as an event committee or event team, um, I'd imagine that you would tap into, you know, other events, um, knowledge or other networks or use different resources. Um, do you have a recommended resource that you feel other events could gain um, value from? Um, I, I think it's really just, just delving deeper into 
to the connections that you have already as a festival and just getting that referral, that expansion of that. And you're coming from a fairly good solid base and you can just expand out to that. But uh, a lot of areas we get, social media is a great great platform, um, key stakeholder, community, even council, tourism bodies and so forth. Um, I do a lot of networking events, so you get your name out there as this is Noosa Live, Andrew's Noosa Live. If something comes up in that realm, they know where to send it to. So we get a lot of performers coming directly to us and off our website, making sure that's pretty well up to date as best we can. So if people do see us on social media, they can tap into the website, put up their credentials and performances and whatever they've got to offer, and then we can add it to our database and hopefully utilise their skills and uh, what they're offering moving into the future. But I think it's just really getting amongst the community and getting out there for here. And Metro is probably just the same, I would presume. But it's uh, but yeah, you, you do you need you do need to be very active and proactive, getting out amongst like-minded people and like-minded events. Up here, we have started engaging a lot more with the art gallery up here, um, who also have a great network of contacts that we can then tap into at the same time. So that's a that's a nice little example of how we've expanded our, our um, connections. Plus, we've also been very lucky that one of our volunteers, or actually two of them now, who are on the committee are very excited about finding new acts. So they're just going out to the market and they're coming up with some great stuff. So we're planning our next event in March and then back to July for our normal festival. So we're, we're all systems go at the moment and uh, utilising the grant for, uh, grants that are available and, and, and hopefully some good sponsorship and more funds as we move through Christmas in January, fingers crossed. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate your time. No problem, Amanda, that's fine. Great talking to you. Yeah, you too. There you go. Another great chat with an event expert. Make sure you check out our other episodes in this event expert series for more practical insights, different perspectives, and loads more hot tips.